Welcome to the Brown Paint Podcast. My name is Adia and I will be your host. Brown paint is first and foremost a metaphor for repainting the narrative of what it means to be brown. It is a platform that hopes to inspire social change within the South Asian community through celebrating brown artists, entrepreneurs, innovators, renegades, the black sheep of this brown world. Together, we are breaking down the barriers and making our presence known. back to brown paint today I'm doing a solo cast I just have some thoughts that I found interesting that might be of interest to you guys um today we're going to talk about ideologues um people who prescribe to a certain ideology and kind of live by it I think is the definition um anyway uh given today's political climate people have very strict, rigid, and strong beliefs on whatever side of the political spectrum they are on. Um, And especially, you know, during this election time, it's probably one of the most divisive elections we've ever seen. And I find that people are are so attached to their political ideology. Um... And I I see this in myself as well, and it's something that I constantly have to remind myself that my political opinions aren't me. Um, And the reason I say this is because it's a very easy trap to fall into if you are in this millennial generation. Um, I mean, generally speaking, early 20s, that kind of Um, period of time in our lives is a time of exploration, a time of getting to know yourself and figuring out what is your purpose in life, those sort of big questions. Um, This is the time in which we're discovering all those big questions. And a lot of the times what happens when children aren't allowed to explore during their childhood and adolescence, they come to their 20s not having much clue of what they really want to do in life and then they kind of fall victim to all of the political or religious or just any kind of belief system or propaganda that has been sold to them through universities or just through the adult world once they jump into it and for someone that doesn't have a sense of who they are what they want to do um, people find things to quickly be passionate about. They feel that subscribing to a movement or a political ideology or any kind of ideology um, gives their soul a sense of purpose um, and they unknowingly attach their ego to that ideology um, to the point where they haven't really been figuring out what is important to them, but they've been just kind of whisked away by political propaganda or ideologies that they may meet during university and then that becomes they confuse that for their true life purpose instead of what it actually may be um and you know it's very rare that you know we we take our politics and make it a career 
that, you know, only happens for a handful of people that really want to go into politics. So for most of us, I don't know how useful it is to actually attach one's ego that, you know, rigidly to a political ideology and um, really like make it a part of who you are as a person. Because then what happens, this is the danger of this being a ideal uh, ideologue, sorry, um, the danger of this is that the minute someone else has a different opinion or a different worldview or a different even religious view, political view, moral view, whatever it is, the minute someone has a different view, the ideologue can't handle that. They can't be friends with another person. They can't accept and they can't, um, they're not open to listening to other points of views um, because their ego is so is so intertwined with their ideologies and their belief systems. So I find that today a lot of young people have no idea what they want to do. You see, so you see this a lot, that Brunswick type of person that studies maybe arts in Melbourne Uni and is an activist or so called social justice warrior and is um, maybe studying global politics and history and maybe environmental studies or something. I'm making a very, very general stereotyped statement. I do understand that I'm doing that. But the fact of the matter is that there is a large group of millennials um, that are in that category. And I myself found myself slipping into that world as well. And let me give you the deeper reason why this actually happens. It happens because when we are in this period of time, you very suddenly finish high school and then you're in this limbo phase where you are either, you know, going to enter university or enter the workforce straight away or have a gap year or whatever it is you're going to do. Point is you've jumped from high school to adulthood, this huge jump. And the problem is that society doesn't make a clear distinction that this is actually even biologically speaking, a time of exploration. And what happens is society tells us to rush, 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 figure things out, figure out what you want to do, decide, 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 and like start working as soon as you can because you need to rush to pay the bills, to buy a house, to have kids, to get married, then to die. And it's just this absolute survival mode mentality and rush, 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 live your life mentality. And we forget to tell our kids and tell th this generation that we're in that it's actually the time to slow down and explore and think and you shouldn't be afraid of the unknown. It's okay to not know what you want to do. And what happens to these kids that I'm talking about, that classic, I don't know what I want to do, but I'm an activist type person or just someone that has no clue or really needs to sit with who they are, that big life question of, you know, what is my purpose and all that. Um, for those people, I, I truly believe that it is because there is a deep fear of the unknown and there is a deep fear of sitting with your own thoughts and emotions 
because we've never been taught to do that throughout our lives, unless you had amazing parents that encourage you to do so. Society definitely doesn't encourage you to do that. To do, to do that. But how else are you going to really figure that out? You're not going to figure it out by trying subjects at uni or just jumping into a course and hoping it works. Sure, it happens. You know, trial and error does work to a certain extent. But I think that it, even a gap year, you're not necessarily going to figure it out then. It's not about time. It's about really actually sitting with yourself and asking yourself in a way that's almost meditative, in a way that's calm, quiet, and 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 conducive to have those conversations with themselves. Uh, have those conversations with yourself. Sorry. Um, most people don't even know how to have have a conversation with themselves. Most people have never meditated or journaled or had any physical or creative outlet ever in their life. They are not in touch with themselves. And that's a sad truth. And, you know, for millennials in this period of time, in that, you know, when you turn around 18, you really need to sit and figure out what you want. And we're so used to in this generation having everything come to us so quickly and so easily. This is the generation of instant gratification. We all know this through our phones, social media, etc. So when we do sit with those questions and that are, and they don't come immediately, it's like, oh my goodness, all hell breaks loose because we can't handle that, you know, things don't come quickly and these big answers to these big life questions don't come easily they come with effort hard work dedication to yourself listening to yourself every single day and time um and i think that that you know sitting with those big questions of who am i what is my life purpose what do i want to do and what do i want to leave behind on this earth those questions for our generation young millennials is so scary it is too scary and it is much easier to get whisked away by a political belief system or any sort of ideology or religion or something that's already pre-made for you pre-structured for you it's much easier to you know become an activist a social justice warrior and yeah, then to sit down with your own sense of life purpose and really question your your meaning for life. It's a lot easier, you know. Um, another point I'd like to add is that people don't realize that these belief systems aren't actually theirs, you know. what's What makes you you is your own individual unique experiences your soul, who you are at your core, the the person that you were as a kid, that's who you are. Not your these ideologies, because all these belief systems, all these ideologies, there's something that you've picked up along the way. They're not yours. They're someone else's. You know, if you're, I don't know, super left, um, pro-socialism, political activist type person, um, you know, you probably got all your ideas for anti-capitalism from Karl Marx, you know, and you probably don't even know it. A lot of people wouldn't even know that. Yet they always go, oh, capitalism, capitalism. But do you know where that came from? A lot of it, a lot of the things that you're regurgitating from, I don't know, someone you heard on Instagram actually came from this guy, Karl Marx. So you just, they're not yours. Okay, that's the first thing. Your activism is not yours. 
Um, and if you really were a true activist, you wouldn't be doing it for you either. There would be no ego. It would be done for altruistic joy because you really want to help um, whatever it is you're trying to help, the cause you're trying to help. Um, it wouldn't be for you. All right, so before I continue on to my last point, I do have to apologize. The audio is different. I did record the first half of this podcast on another day, and I didn't want to re-record everything because I felt I articulated my points pretty well. Um, so yeah, apologies for the change of audio. Um, my last point is that people tend to subscribe to monoliths when they crave belonging, when they crave a sense of community and tribe and friendship and maybe even family and it's not necessarily a bad thing sometimes people really find their place in society because they can't relate to their family they have nothing in common with them and they don't share the same morals or outlook in life and so they find a group and subscribe to their group identity because it provides that sense of safety that they lacked always being the outsider or black sheep of that family. And so subscribing to monoliths does provide a sense of belonging, but it also means that people marinate in their own, in the same mental juices, in the same soup. And they're not really, it tends to become, I suppose, an exclusive clique or a club, it's like, hey, you can't join my club unless you think the same as me or you identify the same as me. And the problem with that is that there's no room for outliers. And the truth is that none of us think the same. You know what I mean? If you left individuals to figure themselves out in society, you'd find a lot of variance. And I don't think that having such an exclusive or rigid contract in order to identify within a group or join a community is really conducive to the individual and to their mental health because it means that you have to think the same as everyone else. And isn't the beauty in life to celebrate differences and uniqueness? And so this is sort of like the hypocrisy also that comes with these massive group identity tribe situations because it's like okay well we all have to think the same but then they get angry when people stereotype these certain groups because it's like okay well you all think the same so why wouldn't it it's not that we're stereotyping you it's that you actually all do think the same and it's it's the same dangerous mentality that says like if you're if you are born into this race, you have to think this, or you have to believe this. If you are, if you are born into this religion, you have to think like this. If you are this gender, you have to believe in this. And it's like, okay, but what if you don't? There's just no room. There's absolutely no room for variance. There's just no open-mindedness that can handle it. Um, and so that's the danger of subscribing to a monolith. Um, and now like I've kind of ranted on like why ideologues exist and how it happens, but let's talk about some actual solutions to this problem. Some key takeaways of this complete rant that I've just 
given you. The first takeaway is probably to be careful of ideologues now that you can sort of decipher what they are and see who they are, um, the people in your life. Um, be careful of ideologues because they parade around with other people's ideas as if they are their own ideas. And they don't make good friends because of this. They're very close-minded. They're very protective like hyper protective of their values and beliefs and they aren't able to put their subjective realities aside for a second and celebrate you or empathize with you or any other individual that's going through something um it's hard because a lot of ideologues parade empathy but they're probably the most least empathetic people out there because they're not able to um, validate other people's subjective realities and they're not able to handle that other people have different moral compasses um, and the second point would be to be careful of your own inner ideologue we all have them we are all guilty of this of being hyper protective and defensive over our own beliefs even though they aren't even ours we need to work on freeing ourselves of these mental chains so we can allow our minds to be truly open and to grow. This is how you learn. This is what we should be doing, especially when we're young. We should be open-minded and not chained by belief systems. Um, that's something, you know, you have your whole life to do. You have your whole life to, you know, sink into what you believe in and marinate in that soup but whilst you're young it's important to explore different beliefs and different perspectives and be as objective as possible the third point is every opinion is a good opinion and has merit there is always something to be learnt, and every opinion is a good opinion not because just having opinion is good but because there's no there's always a reason why people say things, no matter how radical it may seem. People never say things just for the fun of it or just for no reason. So it's our job, especially as young people, to believe them. But the key is you can also believe yourself simultaneously. Both are possible. And I'll talk about that in my next point. But going back to the thing about being young, we have to employ humility and remember that we are young and that we don't know everything and there is so much room to grow. Now going back to that point I just mentioned, which is point number four. Why should someone else's opinion invalidate your own opinion? Why can't both be true at the same time? And that's the biggest problem with ideologues in my opinion. If it does really trigger you that much, if someone, else's, if someone else has stated their opinion and you feel as though it invalidates your own sense of truth, then you know that at that point you have attached your ego and identified with that belief system far too much to the point where you can't even understand someone else's subjective reality. In Buddhism, we practiced non-attachment 
Um, and they say to detach yourself of all belief systems, especially those that turn you into a defensive control freak who is incapable of listening and learning and growing from the world around them. So don't subscribe to a monolith or a group identity. Find truth for yourself and stay open-minded. And if you really don't know, don't succumb to the pressure that is in society to quickly identify with something or quickly make up your mind on what your political opinion is or what your belief is on God. I'm here to tell you right now that it's okay to not know. It is actually okay to not know. You don't have to know. You're so young, chances are. Like, why do you need to rush and quickly find answers? I mean, there is so much pressure nowadays for young people to just quickly make their minds up about everything, about what they want to do after year 12, what they want to study in uni, what they want to do for a job. Quick, like find someone to marry. Quick, have kids. Quick, um, figure out who you're voting for and be so sure of it. It's ridiculous. The expectations, the pressures are ridiculous. I get it. Millennials are so opinionated and when you're in conversation with other people and they have an opinion you feel insecure that you don't have an opinion but know that makes that doesn't make you any less it just means that you're in the process of thinking and thinking through things carefully and that's more valuable than someone that's just picked up an ideology along the way and subscribed to it because it makes them feel cool and like they're saving the world because they're an activist. Be comfortable in the unknown. Be comfortable in not knowing yet. Be comfortable in the state of thinking, thinking for yourself. And think for yourself. Find your own sense of truth and stay open-minded. Thank you for tuning into the Brown Paint Podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at brownpaintbrown and listen to the next couple episodes coming out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.